What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the 1865 match report as we are looking back on Forest's defeat at Anfield where they were beaten 3-2 by Liverpool. A spirited display from Steve Cooper's side on the day and a performance which I think gives us hope not only for our away performances for the rest of the season but also that Forest might be able to get themselves out of relegation trouble and survive in the Premier League this season. Tom is joining me for this match report and he was there at Anfield in the away end. Tom, before we get into the game, a quick look at the Forest team news. So it was one change from the defeat against Man United. Oral Mangala coming in for Brennan Johnson, which meant that Forest lined up with a back three, Five across the midfield with wingbacks and Taiwo Awanyi up front with Morgan Gibbs-White just behind. On match of the day, they had it down as a, a 5-4-1 and Forrest really packing the midfield. So Navas in goal, Nico Williams, Felipe, Moussa Niakate, Scott McKenna and Renan Lodi, Oral Mangala, Remo Freuler, Morgan Gibbs-White and Danilo and Taiwo Awanyi up front against his former club. So that meant Brennan Johnson on the bench. What were your thoughts on the team news when you saw it and the approach that Forrest were looking to take in this game? Well, I just think that the right thing was to pack them in midfield and so we can get more bodies in there. Because after last week's display against Man U, um, I watched it back and we couldn't get within 10 yards of Casemiro, Eriks and, and uh, Fernandez. So I can see why he's packed the midfield. And... To be honest, Brendan Johnson's played a lot of football recently and he, he had a couple of knocks last week and I thought at one point he was going off because he was obviously holding his uh, ankle or knee uh, in front of the A block. So I can see why he did it. I'll just give him a bit of a rest and come on on like 60-odd minutes to run at like Van Dyke and Canate and everything. And, and it, another thing what I took from the uh, the lineup yesterday um, was we didn't have to rely on Johnson too much. He's been like the focal point of our side this year and everything went through him um, previously in terms of assists, 
and um, scoring goals and everything. But yesterday was, I thought we looked more of a team because we wasn't relying on one player and everybody had to do their bit. And even Gibbs White, he was like, I think in the last month or so, he's probably not performing as he as he would like to. And he had a better game um, yesterday. So, um, so yeah, I wasn't too surprised by the lineup to be honest. And Brendan's played a lot of football recently, so and it nearly worked if you looked at the result um, kind of thing. We in it where he come on and could have nicked it towards the end. Uh, well, like <laughs> nick a draw, I should say. <laughs> It was certainly a more spirited performance from Forrest, and we will go into that in a bit more detail shortly. Just to mention, at six minutes past three, six minutes into the game, the travelling Forest fans held up a banner that read, Respect the 97, Solidarity with Survivors, No to Tragedy Chanting. Now, it was the anniversary, the 34th anniversary of the Hillsborough disaster last weekend. And I thought this was a great gesture from the Forest fans. It was something that was warmly received by the Anfield crowd as well, Tom. Yeah, and it was spine tingling to um, get a level of appreciation from the cop because we all know the cop is um, synonymous and iconic in world football. And to get the cop to appreciate that gesture. Um, and I think because of the tenacity of the Liverpool people, how much they fought over the years to rightfully get the justice they deserve. Um, and obviously, we Forest fans were there that day because obviously Forest were the other team in the semi-final. And we're getting a bit of like recognition. Well, I wouldn't say recognition, but there's more thought going out to the Forest fans, what they witnessed that day. And it was kind of... Um, is a lovely gesture and a classy gesture. And even before the uh, game, Steve Hodge uh, laid a wreath at the Hillsborough Memorial, which I saw yesterday, and seeing all the names on the um, the plaque at um, where the Hillsborough Mor- Memorial is, it's like really poignant because you look at the names on there, and even though you didn't know them on a personal level, obviously, um, but to see the there was like women there, there was um, family there. If you t- um, there's two girls there, which um, their father has been. Um, um, he's been on documentaries about the Hillsborough disaster, fighting for justice and, and everything. And they were like 15 and 19. And at the end of the day, they went to go and see their fo- uh, team at a football match and never came home. So it was kind of, a, it's like really poignant. And the gesture what Forest fans made yesterday regarding the 97 um, is really classy and poignant. And, uh, for, and it's still poignant 34 years on. Yeah, absolutely. Back to the game. And, in the first half, Forrest were looking to keep Liverpool quiet, which I think given the form that Liverpool are in, having put six pass leads the other night and having picked up of late, certainly in terms of their goal scoring and and their wins coming off the back of that, I think that was a, a solid approach that Forrest took. And in that first half, they, they did a very decent job of it. The big chance was a header from Virgil van Dijk and that was tipped over by Kaylor Navas. But outside of that, they didn't really, there was that one and then Nico Williams had uh, a clearance on the line as well. Outside of that, the forest were not really overly stretched or kind of holding on in that first half, which I thought was positive. And they got to half time at nil, nil. I mean, were you 
thinking with that performance that Boris were all right here? At- yeah, pretty much. There was a couple of like hairy moments, which is going to be expected away from home and against um, a team like Liverpool. I mean, um, every time Mo Salah got on the ball and Yotta got on the ball and uh, Cody Gakpo, you kind of like fearing the worst with their quality. But no, Fos held out really well, and there was it's inevitable that Kaylin Novas is going to make a, a few saves, which he, he dealt with quite comfortably. And then the other one, which was cleared off the line. And then there was like a hairy moment where the ball come in and I think it took a couple of deflections and it hit, I think it was near Carter's hand or Mangala and everybody like, around was like thinking, oh no, here we go. And then Michael Oliver um, waved it away, thankfully. Um, so there was a couple of moments where you think, well, a bit of quality, we might have been um, hurt there, but... Um, Gibbs White, he, um, he had a chance at the cop end and I think with looking back on it, he'd probably look thinking he's disappointed because Alisson's quite far off his line and there was a... Um, he could have like wrapped his foot around it a bit more and got it up and over um, Alisson and he just like hit it straight down the throat, which was a routine save for Alisson. But yeah, Forrest held out pretty well and you'd think that was a good half. So um, yeah, it's like so far so good at half time. And then early in the second half, Forrest conceded. It was 90 seconds after the restart. A set piece, a corner. The ball played in by Trent Alexander-Arnold. It found its way to Fabinho. He nodded it towards goal. Renan Lodi's there ready to clear the ball off the line, but he's beaten to it by Jota and he nods it in and quite a simple goal for him in the end. And an early goal in that second half, which is disappointing because coming back after the restart, you, you're hoping that you switched on and you don't concede in that situation. Yeah, it's pretty the same as when we played um, Aston Villa away a few weeks ago. You, you've done relatively well in the first half, then you shoot yourself in the foot. And a couple of takes I can take from the first goal is, I know it's completely back four compared to last season, but... Steve Cooper was emphasising you make the first contact, you make sure you get make the first, um, a lot of times this season, I think we've uh, let 19 in from set pieces because um, we keep going like, I know that technically you've got more technical players and the movement's uh, a lot better than the championship and the step up, I get all of that. But once you don't make the first contact in the box and then everybody's all over the place and looking back on it, I think... Renan Lodi, I know he's probably his forte isn't uh, having the ball like <laughs> um, like near Carter McKenna or Wall or Felipe for that matter. But you're looking at it back on the match of the day last night, and you got to be a bit more aggressive, haven't you? You've got to meet that ball, and I think he's like waiting for the ball to come, and it gives Yotta that split um, split second where he's like run across him, and he's got his head there first, and it's. 1-0 and you think, oh, here we go again, away from home. You've done all that good work in the first half and you shot yourself in the foot with a relatively um, awful defending. But after that, the game didn't follow the script that we've become so used to with Forrest on the road this season. Forrest responded well, didn't they? And, and came back and were looking for an immediate reply. Gibbs White in particular was lively, wasn't he? He had an effort that was saved. Yeah, he had a volley at Allison, which um, I hit it really well. Yeah, he, at one point, I thought, is Allison going to get that? And obviously, he's uh, dived to his right and 
saved it. Then the goal, what we um, what we scored, really good play. Um, I want is like giving it to Gibbs White, and we've opened up their defence, and then Nico Williams has got up the field and he just hit through the ball. And I know it's talking deflection off Robertson and Allison is. Um, helped on its way into the roof of the net, but we are, we actually had a go with a. And I think Forest can be guilty this season of not shooting enough outside the area, and you you never know what might happen. And Nico Williams has hit that first time; it's a deflection, but it's a decent hit on and on target, and it's gone in, and it's one uh, one. But I want to. Um, in particular, yesterday his whole performance because it's a bit of a thankful, thankless task, isn't it? Up front on your own, and he battled against Canati really well. And um, I think when Awani went off later in the game, I think Canati was kind of relieved because he gave him the absolute run around which he did in the home game um, back in October. Yeah, and it's promising now to see Awani getting back to some of the form that he had pre-injury just particularly his presence up front Forrester really missed that and having somebody like him in there he's he's got the strength and he's got that ability to be a handful for opposition defenders and you saw it there with that goal because he collects that long throw forward rolls it into Gibbs White Gibbs White to Williams and we've opened Liverpool up and the chance is on and it just shows you what having a proper focal point up front can do yeah and uh, I mean, when before he got injured, he like I says he was looking like really good and and everything with his um, power and um, and just direct running. And then he obviously got injured and we've missed him. But and then the last couple of games he's been trying to get up to like match fitness. But yeah, he gave Canati really, uh, and he's quite he's quite strong. He like held off um, Canati when he was uh, running through. But uh, I think Van Dyke mopped up on one occasion. But yeah, he looks really promising. If he can do that against. Uh, Brighton and the other teams who have got to play this season is it could be like really important in the last uh, few games of the season. So that was 51 minutes when Forest equalised, but four minutes later Liverpool retook the lead. Another set piece, which is a, a common theme of the goals that Forest concede in this game. This one was more frustrating because it comes to Jota and he's got essentially the freedom of the penalty area to take the ball down and pick his spots. And what happened here, Tom? Was it people just missing their runners or um, piece defending lack, that went wrong? Lack of communication, lack of organisation. And Froehler, I mean, at the start of the season, I, I thought he was like, looked a really good player, but he's got a tendency to switch up and you get told at any level, never turn your back on the ball. And he's turned his back on the ball. He's look, I think he's t- uh, trying to organise near Carte. And Nick Carter has actually had somebody. And Freudler's like, for a split second, not looking where his man is, Yotta's, well, the line was all over the place. It should be like a straight line and it was like staggered. And Yotta's just ran off Freudler. And how you can, from a set piece, Yotta, I know he's a decent player and He's been in the forum of our side um, recent, um, well, in the last few years because he scored against Wolves when Warburton was manager when uh, he just signed for Wolves. And then he sat, uh, and then he scored in the FA Cup last season um, for Liverpool. And how he can chest it, bring it down on his thigh and volley it in from a set piece, I think it's criminal. And it's just, it's just crap defending. It really is. It's like, fossil all over the place. If, and I keep saying this, 
if you go to like watch Sunday league football this morning, you'll see that on a set piece, they're in line and we're all over the place. It's just comical. And like I said, we've shot ourselves in the foot. You've like, we don't score many goals away from home. You've gone to Liverpool. You've got the equaliser. In for the next 10 minutes or whatever, just make sure you're absolutely solid and do the basics right. They get a free kick, don't do the basics right, and it's 2 1. You're thinking, I was just laughing, not like laughing because obviously I want five. I'm just, it's just, it is laughable defending. And it's like, what do they need to do just to like, be, just do the basics right? It's so frustrating at the moment. It's, yeah, you just, if, if you don't laugh, you cry. A word as well for Scott McKenna, who went off injured in the first half. So that starting back three for Forrest changed 30 minutes in and he was replaced by Joe Worrell. It's a suspected broken collarbone for McKenna. And yet again, another injury to a Forrest player that looks like it's now going to end his season. Yeah, just can't get any breaks at the moment. No pun intended, but um, yeah, it's just every single game somebody's going off injured, and it's not like a little knock or it's not. Let's like, say, for example, for Kenneth, Kenneth, it's not like a nosebleed or only he's got to go off. Or it's these are serious injuries, and like I said, you can't really blame it on anybody. Um, yesterday, how he got his collarbone. It's not like a training injury where you, people are saying, "Oh, we're getting too many injuries." Got to look at the training regime. It's just like a. He's fallen on it and anybody can fall on a certain part of the body and, and break it. So, yeah, he looked really good yesterday, McKenna did. He um, he had the task of man-marking um, Van Dyke, and I mean, I think he lost him on one occasion where Kaelin Navas is tipped to table at the bar of tower end opposite the cop. And, yeah, he looked all right, McKenna did yesterday, and he looked all right last week against um, Man United. And you're thinking, yeah, he's, because he's struggled in games, hasn't he, uh, at the step up. But, yeah, he's looked all right, but then... He goes off injured and again, it's yet another injury. Forrest responded again after the Liverpool goal and 67 minutes this was where Forrest forced an error from Alisson, some good pressing, forced Alisson into making a clearance slash pass go into touch and it provided Forrest with another opportunity or rather Musa Niakate, another opportunity to launch a long throw-in into the box. And it paid off, didn't it, Tom? This this from Gibbs White is a superb goal. Yeah. Um, and another thing is that Musa Niakate's long throws is becoming a really big asset for us. And and people are like saying, oh, it's, you just like the stoke of old kind of thing. I saw a couple of tweets yesterday that says, oh, it's boring football. It's like, well, no, when you've got an asset like that, use it to the best of your advantage and it's quite funny yesterday it's like I weren't too bothered about getting a corner or a free kick on the edge of the area I was like willing Liverpool to put it out for a throw in <laughs> and Nick Carter was coming up because that they were absolutely panicking it was like there was a um, time earlier in the uh, sorry earlier in the second half where he's um, throwing the ball in and Canate has like been spun around, hasn't got a clue where the ball is, and it's hit his back or his shoulder, and it's gone out for a corner, and it just caused chaos, and they just didn't know how to deal with it um, yesterday. But to know, Alisson um, kicked the ball into um, for our oh, for a throw, it comes, and I think Van Dijk or I think it's Van Dijk um, headed it, and as soon as it come down, and uh, Van. Um, 
Gibbs White was sizing it up. It, it's one of those moments where you knew it was in because his technique, you just knew this is going in. And as soon as he made contact with it, I was just like, wondered where that ball was going to hit the back of the net because, um, yeah, I, I just know it was going in. And uh, I mean, I think it might have took a flick off Canati and um, then Trent Alexander-Arnold, but it nestles into the corner and it, it's 2-2. And to see Forrest score two goals away from home and two goals at Anfield, <laughs> it was like um surreal kind of thing. But, uh, but yeah, it was a really good uh, hit uh, from Gibbs White. And good to see him produce a moment like that because I think he has been quiet in recent games, has struggled to find the form that he had earlier in the season. So to see him have the confidence to be shooting at goal how he was during the game and the confidence to take on an acrobatic effort like that and get rewarded for it, that's what we've paid the money for. And hopefully now we see more of that from him because that shows just how creative he can be. I don't think anybody else on the pitch or few players on the pitch would have attempted an effort like that. And we've been rewarded for it. Yeah. Wolves fans obviously don't rate him for whatever reason, but Morgan White is a very technically gifted um, player. We've seen that um, in spells this season and that shot, well, they had a volley just before that where Alisson saved it. And yeah, it is. um, If you can bring everything together on a consistent basis, then it's going to be hope, sincere hope for well, that is here next season, regardless of what league we're in. But yeah, I think we've got a real good player there who just obviously has to put it all together on a consistent basis. But uh, yeah, but it's probably one of his best games in about six weeks. Um, yesterday, he um, yeah, had a really good performance. So having responded again, Forrest, and made it 2-2, they couldn't hold on and unfortunately three minutes later were behind again. Another set piece from Liverpool doing the damage. Felipe fouled Mo Salah outside the box on the far right hand side. I mean, I thought Salah made the most of it, to be honest, looking at the replay especially, but it is what it is. These players will do that sometimes and you will concede free kicks. But Forrest didn't deal with it and the ball comes in from Trent Alexander-Arnold. It's a flat delivery into a dangerous area, but Salah's there and he's holding off Freuler and he's able to prod the ball past Navas for 3-2. And when you're conceding three set pieces in one match, it's it's massively disappointing, especially when you've done so much yourselves against the odds at Anfield to get yourselves level and potentially take something from the game. Yeah, in my eyes, it was awful defending again because with how Mo Salah is, and we know all about him, to let him get not well, to let Freud not get goal side and let him get in front and, and everything, you ask him for trouble. And, and he got in front of him and he only needs like a toe end, and, which he had, and that was it. It was past the Navas. And yeah, it's just awful defending again. I mean, we're talking of Remo Freud, who's like got 50 plus caps for Switzerland here. And I don't want to like hang him out to dry, but it's two goals where he could do a hell of a lot better. And like this isn't any kid from the academy. This is like a a seasoned international player for Switzerland who are a decent side and they're always at 
um, tournaments, aren't they, in the summer? If it's not the Euros, it, well, they usually are at the Euros and at World Cups and everything. So he's a vastly experienced player to let Mo Salah get in front of him and then the offer to the previous goal. I think it's crap defending again, isn't it? And it's so frustrating. It's like, and like I said earlier in this piece, is that we don't score away from home usually. To score two goals at Anfield and you still... Um, you're still on the losing end. It's it is disappointing. It's not like they've opened us up and uh, and everything and scored a goal with like massive quality. Just all three goals are preventable, aren't they? So yeah, it's so frustrating. And like I says, it's in previous well last season, Steve Cooper's set pieces and how he defended them was really good. But this season, it's just so disappointing. Do you think that has something to do with players still getting to know each other to a degree and the injuries as well, because there's been so much chopping and changing, not just at centre-back, but throughout the team. And at centre-back, that's where your relationships build and your unit forms that helps you to defend set pieces and moments like that. I'd I'd say no, because if you watch the games and watch how Felipe plays... There is a bit of an understanding there with the goalkeeper with Nick Carty next to him. But it's like, who's taking, who's organising on set pieces? And people are like, look, loss, is, he's, is he my man kind of thing? And it's like, oh, well, I'll mark him. Then they lose concentration. And then Yotta gets on the end of uh, a couple of crosses into the box yesterday. And it's just, I really, I really don't know what, what it actually is. I, I just think that there's certain players not taking responsibility, and when we're defending set pieces, and and when there's like a lot of change in terms of who plays where through injuries, whether it's like a a game plan thing, I, I don't know. But communication, like, looked pretty decent yesterday. Um, but it was only on the set pieces where communication went out the window and. They scored three goals from it, so I don't know what it is, but it's something what needs to be um, addressed. But we've been saying that for a lot of things all season, haven't we? That needs to be addressed, so and they keep shooting themselves in the foot. But now they're in a position where they need points to get themselves out of the relegation zone. It is something that they are going to have to work on and and get fixed pretty quickly. Forest made their second substitution on seventy six minutes. Froiler came off. And Brennan Johnson replaced him. And despite going behind for a third time in the game, Forrest could have equalised for a third time in the game, causing Liverpool problems again. The long throws from near Carte. And it was a Wanyi who almost scored a goal, Tom, which would have had the away end going absolutely bonkers. Yeah, I thought she was going to drop in because when it come in and... It... One of those like the player sometimes players miss the kick or um they're just absolutely um, hit it miles over the bar. But um, I thought he was going to drop in because Allison was panicked. He, he he was like scampering to his left, thinking oh, I might not get there, and it well it just goes over. And he's like thinking if that was against us, he probably goes in because you don't get the luck when you're at the bottom of the league. But <laughs> if, yeah, if I want he did score that, he it would have capped off a. Um, a really decent performance because um, he had Canati on the back foot all afternoon and 
when he when he went off later in the game, I think Canati was relieved because he gave him the absolute run around, and it would have been nice to um, for that to drop him, but it wasn't to be, unfortunately. But Forrest did come close again with about ten minutes left. Another long throw-in that was causing problems. Liverpool couldn't clear it. It was nodded on by Gibbs White, dropped to Brennan Johnson, and Allison's starting to come out. Johnson lifts the ball over him and it just comes back out off the crossbar and away. And that one, if that a few inches lower, it's 3-3 and you never know, Forrest get out of there with a point. Really yeah, unlucky. It, yeah, and it's the luck, isn't it? I mean, Brentford had a, a chance like that. Was it Wissa earlier in the season where Henderson's come out and he's lifted it over him and it goes in and it's like, John uh, Brennan did absolutely everything yesterday in terms of, well, that chance, I mean, of getting in there, holding off the defender and a deft tr- touch over Allison, And it's like, he's wanting it to drop in and it hits the bar and you're thinking, oh, just, you just don't get that look when you're at the, um, towards the bottom of the league. And on another day, it would have gone in. But, um, but yeah, Pop said last night that Liverpool deserved to win and you're probably on the chances alone you probably would agree with him, but with the chances of what we had, it was like, it would have been nice to have gone away from Anfield with a, with a point, but uh, unfortunately it wasn't to be, but we're not out of it in terms of, because Everton only got a nil-nil yesterday, Leeds lost, and no Leicester won, but then in midweek, with, um, I think, a few of them play each other, don't they? So it could be interesting, and we're back at home, so, and if we show the same level of desire and determination, we might possibly get something against Brighton because they've got the FA Cup semi-final today. So, so it might be if they get through on that, it might be a bit hard to um, get up for the game on uh, on Wednesday. Um, but, um, but yeah, it'd be nice to um, get something on uh, Wednesday and uh, gives us a real chance if we do get maximum points. I think the big thing about this performance at Liverpool, despite the defeat, is that it's given people hope that Forrest might still be able to get out of trouble. After the recent run of form, I think some people, more so on social media, so you can argue how representative it is, were losing the faith and losing faith in Cooper. But I think this performance has given people hope and made people think, no, actually, this team has still got plenty to offer and we might just get ourselves out of bother. Yeah, I left Anfield yesterday and I was kind of, I was proud um, of the level of performance. Okay, the set pieces have um, let us down, but I left Anfield yesterday um, and a lot of Liverpool fans were coming up to me and said, you did all right yesterday. If you could just defend set pieces, um, you gave us a real game yesterday. Oh, well, today, meaning yesterday. But um, yeah, like I said, that, that gives you a bit of um, positivity about going into the next um, few games. And I think any Forest fan going up the um, the M6 or over the, on the M62 like we did yesterday, thinking we've got no chance today. Was was um, I mean I don't want to be pessimistic, but um, I, on Super Six I put Liverpool down as three 0 because of the quality they've got and how we've been away from home and to come away with um, that determination that and that level of performance going forward, it, I think it gave a lot of fans hope yesterday. And like I said, we're not out of it by any stretch, are we? And 
if we can, like I says, if we can show that level of determination and show up the defence and not shoot ourselves in the foot as much, and then it's going to be an interesting last. I think how many games is it? Is it seven, seven or six games or something six like games, that? Six games, yeah, for Forest. Six games. So we're not out of it by any stretch, are we? So and Leeds, when they beat us the other week, they thought they were home and hosed, and they've lost um, six or the flat. Is it eleven goals? Is it eleven or twelve goals in two home games yeah. against Liverpool and Palace, and they lost against Fulham away yesterday. So they've been dragged into it, and then Everton, they just can't score, can they? Um, whether yesterday you'd look at it with the recent form what Palace have been on, is it a good result going to Southhurst Park and getting a nil-nil? Possibly. But like I says, Everton can't score at the moment, can they? And I don't know who they've got in midweek, but um, but like I said, I think... But then Southampton won on Friday against Arsenal, so this team's picking up. We just need to start... Um, Stating the obvious, but we need to get wins soon, and I think we can do it on Wednesday if we uh, play in the same uh, vein as what we did against uh, Liverpool yesterday. I think the big takeaway for me from recent matches, just not just with Forest but the Premier League as a whole, is that you cannot rely on teams to do you a favour. You look at Arsenal against Southampton. I, they they left it late to get the point there and Southampton probably should have beaten them given the position they were in. Yesterday, Palace against Everton. Palace are in form. Everton can't score, but it finishes 0-0 and Everton get a point. Even Leicester against Wolves. Wolves, in the first 20 minutes, had Leicester in the perfect position, 1-0 up away from home and they throw it away and allow Leicester to come back into it Leicester now have gone above us with that win and it all just tightens up again a bit down the bottom. So the, the, for me, the big thing is now you've you've just got to take responsibility for your own results and hope that that's enough to get you over the line and, and keep you safe. Definitely. It's like if you can't do your own work, don't rely on others. Um, and like I said, the... The two games in particular, which is, we can't do anything about it now, but the being in a one position in both games against Wolves and Leeds and only get one point out of a possible six, that it's two fellow strugglers. It's um, disappointing, but like I said, we've, we've got to start, state in the office, we've got to start winning soon because if we don't, we might play like really well, but if you're not going to get points on the board, it's all for nothing, isn't it really? And like I said, Leaving Anfield yesterday gave me real hope, but we've got to show that same level on Wednesday. And and if you don't show that same level on Wednesday, Brighton are going to beat us. So we've got to go into that game thinking we're at home. Um, home crowd's going to be, well, we're going to be behind the players and hopefully um, they can uh, get the goals needed to win the game on Wednesday. Just before we wrap up this game, we'll now hear the opposition view. And joining us from Liverpool podcast, The Anfield Wrap, here's Harriet. And it did finish. Liverpool 3, Nottingham Forest 2 at Anfield. A very exciting game. And when I say that, of course, I just mean the second half because the first half was particularly flat, probably for both sides. I don't think either sets of fans really enjoyed that one. But... 
the low block was really working and it was really stopping any threats from Liverpool's attack and counter-attack. And you could see that Nottingham Forest had a clear plan to try and defend, defend and then catch Liverpool on the counter-attack. It didn't quite work. And then the second half, Liverpool getting the early goal through Diogo Jota really did open things up. It forced both teams to just play a bit more of attacking style of football. And I have to say what did impress me about Nottingham Forest is the way they responded to adversity. They really stepped up their game. As soon as they conceded a goal, they were they were right back in it on both occasions. It didn't come for the third one, but the first two, it was really impressive. And also every time they had a, a set piece or a long throw, they really caused Liverpool's defence problems and you could really see how how that was making it difficult to defend against. So definitely knew their strengths and played to them. And I think that shows clear signs of, of potential going into the last stage of the season and scoring two away from home. And I think you, you've only scored five away from home all season is a really positive sign as well. So if you can put in a few performances like that and keep getting those goals away from home, there's no reason why I don't think you should be staying in the Premier League for another season. So best of luck for the rest of it and also a special mention and a special thank you I suppose on, on behalf of a, a of Liverpool fans for the banner that you did all contribute to and, and that did condemn tragedy chanting it, it's been a difficult season for a lot of people and it, particularly people that you know have a connection with Hillsborough and they felt that this season has been particularly hard with sets of fans coming and and chanting things that just make, you know, make no sense to a lot of people. So I think to see that in a really clear way, be condemned by a set of fans was a really touching moment and a really moving moment. And everyone in the ground, you could clearly see, appreciated that. So thank you very much for that and and the respect that you showed through that gesture. And yeah, it was a really great game, a great second half. It was really exciting one. It shouldn't have been a 3pm on a Saturday because other people I'm sure would have loved to watch that. So best of luck for the rest of the season. And I absolutely back your chances of staying up. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The 1865 Match Report. Thanks, Harriet, and welcome back. So, Forest's next game is Wednesday night at home to Brighton. Now, we've just spoken, Tom, about what this Liverpool performance can do for Forest to give them encouragement and positive feeling going into the, the next run of games that they've got, despite the defeat, because the performance was so much better. With Brighton at the moment, they're obviously a very good team. They're sixth in the Premier League. They're absolutely flying. They're in an FA Cup semi-final, which at the time of recording hasn't been played. But from Forrest's point of view, they're at home. Yes, Brighton are a good team, but it's an opportunity, isn't it, to to get points and potentially a win, I think. Yeah, and whilst we've still got gate, um whilst we're still in this fight of like we're not being cut adrift or everything, I think every game it's another chance, isn't it? And we're at home, so it gives us a greater chance than being away from home. And I think it's 
earlier in the season uh, when we played Brighton, I mean, it was a bit of a, it was an awful game to watch, wasn't it? Forest basically just shut up shop and made sure they got a point away from uh, home. I think they got heavily uh, pumped um, in the week earlier. I can't remember who it was against now. And um, and that was, yeah, Forest like competed and they didn't get many chances on the night. And uh, I think Brighton did hit the bar. But um, so we know what they were all about. And then under Roberto De Zerbi, they've really kicked on um, since uh, Graham Potter went to Chelsea and, and ultimately it didn't work out for him and he's out of work now. But yeah, he's got a really good side there with um, Solly March, who I thought um, he's been there a good few years now. And he, I think he's a top midfielder. Then we've got Matomo, who's pretty decent, and Casado. So, um, and then obviously Evan Ferguson, who has been an absolute unknown this season. Um, and I even, I didn't know where he'd actually come from. And actually coming to the Premier League and putting those performances and the goals, what he's scored, he's, um, he's been a real asset for Brighton this season. And they've got a decent goalkeeper in Sanchez, um, etc. So, yeah, it's not going to be easy. But whilst we're at home and we've got the home crowd behind us and our record at home... I know it's taken a bit of a hit in recent weeks against the likes of um, Newcastle and um, Man United and etc. But yeah, while we're at home, we've got that home advantage and hopefully uh, we can get a win. You think Forest need to repeat the same sort of approach that they took against Liverpool and even the same personnel and, and go for a similar game plan? Um, I think it's a bit different away from home. Um, I can see why Steve Cooper set up the way he did yesterday. And But to be honest, we only play with one up front, really, don't we? Uh, then obviously got Gibbs, White and Johnson on um, either flank. So uh, so it's not too dissimilar. But but it's, yesterday was kind of a foundation that Forrest can compete at this level. Um, so And Steve Cooper's... Uh, a lot more qualified than than me, but um, like I says, if he picks aside what he believes win and will get the win, then it's inspired whatever he does. So um, yeah, so yeah, like I, said, I sincerely hope we uh, kick on now and um, with that level of determination and uh, try and get something on um, Wednesday. And hopefully, it's a win because our like I says our. Home advantage has been the reason uh, why we've we've not been caught adrift this season. I think Tywo Wanyi's earned his place up front, hasn't he, to start against Brighton and be that focal point that Forest need up top. Yeah, and I, I just don't like when we try and play with Johnson and Gibbs White because it's just they're not the biggest. So when you play, you know, like when we played um, Aston Villa a couple of weeks ago. You've got uh, Ezra Konza and uh, Tyro Mings who are just going to gobble up anything in the in the air against uh, them two. But with a one up there, he's got that power and and strength. And like I says earlier, he gave Canati a real runaround yesterday. And like he says, it just keeps the ball bit further up the field for a bit longer, and it makes everybody push up. and And he is uh, he is an asset. I mean, he's he's still a bit raw. Some of the things what he does a bit like. Bit unorthodox, but um, yeah, we're playing a sh- striker up there. Is um, it just gives us that chance, doesn't it? It does. Would you bring Brennan Johnson back in or keep it as it was at Anfield? Oh, good question. Uh, 
I think because we're at home, I think I'd bring him back just for his pace alone. I think it would probably have did him the world of good yesterday of keeping him um, on the bench because, like I said, he's played a lot of football recently. So just give him that bit of rest, um, et cetera, and he'd be like um, fully ready for Wednesday's game. And so, yeah, I, I would play him. But if you're going to ask me the question, who would you take out? I don't know. And if I'm, because they all played pretty well yesterday, but if I'm pushed on one player to replace him with, it'd probably be Freuler. Essentially, keep that uh, that back three with the with the two wing backs and yep. Danilo and, and Mangala as your middle pair with Gibbs yep. White just in front. Yeah, because I can't see McKenna being fit for Wednesday because Cooper says he's broken his collarbone. Somebody uh, said on Twitter, I don't know if it's true, uh, says he saw him uh, after the Manchester to service station in Stoke, which might be right, <laughs> might be wrong. He said it's just heavily bruised, so take that with a pinch of salt because like I said it's just uh, Twitter so but Wild played pretty well yesterday so he will probably come back into the side and then but on another note um, we should have mentioned it earlier in this uh, match report Nico Williams probably had his best game yesterday uh, I think I don't know if it was the fact that he was going back to Liverpool and etc but he took his goal pretty well but I don't want to be like too negative because like I said and I don't want to contradict what I've just said because he was pretty good yesterday but Nico Williams has got to learn when to release the ball. So sometimes yesterday he got the ball and he like kept onto it too long and it got dispossessed. And obviously they've just like put it in the area what he's vacated and tried to punish us that way. And sometimes when you want him to hold on to the ball, he just like he lost it kind of thing. So if you can get a bit more consistent seeing his game with the ball at his feet and take better care with the ball and do the right things at the right time, then I mean, a lot of people have been critical and I've got mates who have been critical of him this season and rightfully so because I think in games he hasn't been great and when you've paid £17 million for somebody, you want him to put in a bit better performances because sometimes he's a bit rash by um, giving away a lot of free kicks in, uh, around the area and then yesterday we couldn't defend set pieces, etc. But um, yeah, he had his better game yesterday but he's got to be a bit more consistent uh, with his play but he's only 21 so he's still got a lot of years on his side in terms to learning this has only been his first proper season as a regular starter because he's obviously started the season then Serge Aurier is coming in and then Serge Aurier has been injured so he's been starting more regularly recently but um, yeah yesterday if he can put in that level of performance and obviously just polish up his game a bit better then we have got a player there, but uh, it's down to Nico to actually concentrate on when and to release the ball and when not to release the ball. And hopefully he can build on that performance to Tamfield and so too can Forest and take that into their next few games and use it as a springboard to hopefully get themselves out of trouble. So it's Brighton on Wednesday and then away at Brentford on Saturday. Two good teams. They're obviously both top half teams this season. But saying that, it does feel like Forest do have an opportunity to do something in these games. You know, you're not coming up against somebody like Mo Salah or that elite individual brilliance that these top six teams have where they can win a game out of nothing. So that's not to disrespect Brighton or Brentford. They're both very good teams, but it it feels like if Forrest can take a similar approach and similar belief 
into these two games, they might come away with some points. Yeah, and as Steve Cooper's alluded to, Liverpool yesterday got a positive result against them earlier in the season with the 1-0 win at the City ground, got a 0-0 against Brighton earlier in the season. If it wasn't for um, VAR, we would have got more of a positive result than the 2-2 what we got against Brighton. I think it was, sorry, Brentford in is it November time um, yeah. when they got a dubious penalty, um, etc. So, yeah, like I said, I wouldn't be afraid of these teams. I know Brighton have looked very good in recent uh, weeks under De Zerbe, but we're at home, so don't fear them. Let them fear us of, of our home support, etc. And um, and just give it a right good go. But like we're running out of time in terms of we can't let this week go and not win because, like I said, you're running out of time and you can't rely on the Southampton game and the Palace game. You want to kind of get the wins on the board as soon as possible um, to then... Um, obviously give you a chance in other games but if we don't get anything out of these next two games like I said time's running out and our Premier League status is um, <laughs> slowly going down the pan if... You are at that stage now the the games have so much riding on them and the pressure's there but it's in your own hands at the same time and if Forrest can get some points on the board get a couple of wins it could be enough to pull them out of the bottom three and, and take them to safety We'll leave it there then. Thank you, Tom. And thank you to Harriet from the Anfield Wrap for providing an opposition view on the game. We will be back with you in midweek with our match report after the Brighton game. So until then, thank you for listening and see you next time. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.